Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything AT&T you're listening to Fox Sports Radio Radio. Radio. greetings welcome in another Sunday upon us I just love the way when it's like Dante Culpepper back in the day Bucky (laughs) where he'd do that little roll thing right when they they started getting on a big drive or they'd hit a big play (laughs) and you'd cut back yeah that's what we've got it's Fox Football Sunday Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks with you here for week three of the National Football League season we'll get into all the games all the particulars but first off how's the week the week is great, man. Just a great slate of football games, starting with Thursday night football in the NFL. Um, seeing that, then watching all the games yesterday, watching all the college games, the upsets galore, the parody that is beginning to spring up in college football because of the super seniors and the transfer portal. It is a very exciting time. And I know we had talked about playoff expansion. It's going to be a wild run to see who are the final four teams outside of Alabama. Outside well, because we have Alabama. Clemson gets beaten again. Yeah, they lose in a double overtime. So they're two losses, all. they're done. And you and I were talking ahead of the show, uh, all the jokes on Dabo Swinney because in the offseason he'd said, ah, oh, you know, players get paid. I, I should just, you know, retire. And so everybody's like, well, you lost again. And yeah, I don't see the offense really doing a whole lot, and you're just seemingly standing there. So maybe you already have. We had a, a linebacker for Ohio State quit in the middle of a game. Mm. How's yeah, that for? Un- uh... Unbelievable. <laughs> just, just, just shut it down. Handing in his pads in the middle of the game, walking up the tunnel, uh, fired off a couple of uh, social media barbs, yeah. all that other stuff to make sure it was official <laughs> that we knew that he was done. Um, look, it's, it's a weird time. There's a lot of pressure on these athletes to play and perform, and uh, there's a little bit of, uh, I would say, some a, sprawled, a spoiled brat nature to some of them. And so it's just a real interesting deal. 
Now you deal with, with with high school kids. I mean, what's what's the hardest part in in the process, right? I mean, because the mechanics of actually playing football. All right, you've done that since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. But in terms of ego or when when the notes in the local papers start coming out, is that where you've got to kind of rein things in to keep them focused? Yeah, no, I think the hardest thing is 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 them living up to realistic expectations that um, they not only may or may not set for themselves, but others are setting for them in terms of, hey, he's a five-star player. He should be able to come in here and do X, Y, and Z. And so it is – tough. It's tough because you're dealing with a lot of different factors when it comes to it. It's just one of those things that you have to kind of work through. Fun times across the slate, though. I mean, th- this week we're, we reverse roles, so Northwestern beats Ohio. Uh, your Tar Heels take it on the chin. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll just move on, succeed and proceed, as they say, uh, and hit the rewind button to Thursday Night Football because one of the great topics over the last couple of years has been how good or is Sam Darnold any good? Now the Panthers at 3-0, and a win Thursday night, 24-9 against the Texans. They uh, supported their backers. Uh, next couple of games are against uh, NFC East teams with the Cowboys and Eagles. But how how good is he? Or is it is it he's solid and it's more an indictment of where he came from? No, I think, I think he is solid. And I think he's solid because the people around him want him to be solid, meaning um, – Coaches and organizations have the opportunity to elevate players by the way they surround them. And typically with quarterbacks, they're the three P's that you must have in place for a quarterback to succeed at a high level. He must have protection. He must have playmakers around him. And he needs to have an A-plus play caller. And in what you're seeing down in Carolina with Sam Donald, the protection around him is solid. The playmakers around him are good. The play calling has been great with Joe Brady. And so it all works. It is a really, really solid environment. And then when you look at that compared to where he came from with the Jets, he never really had sufficient protection. He didn't have the playmakers around him. And depending on how you fall on the Adam Gates debate, you may or may not believe that he had the right play caller. And so all those things factored into Sam Donald not performing up to the standard of the number three overall pick when he was selected by the Jets. Just always remember, you need someone in your life and in your professional life to love you like Peyton Manning loved Adam Gase. Yes. That made him a yes. lot of money. Yes. Uh, and got him multiple uh, bites at the proverbial apple <laughs> throughout things, Bucky, for sure. Absolutely. And so it's one of those things you want people to, man, he he garnered all the support in the media, uh, fanfare, and right now they have been rewarded for their un dying, unyielding, unwavering support of Sam Donald. Fun stuff. We got a huge slate ahead of us on on the dog, like the the marquee matchups when we get down later in the schedule, Sunday night football, Monday night football. There's some some doozies, as it were. We'll cover them all over the next two hours. We've got Deb Carson on the updates uh, as injury news and notes pop up. Uh, she'll have those for us coming up uh, about 25 minutes from now, the first run through. We got Chris Perfett. We got Ricky, who st- stands in as our producer today, uh, producing a fact sheet and um, it, it's almost like he was taking a swipe at our guy Chris Perfett right off the jump with the first line. Uh, Jared Goff, 0-9 as a starting quarterback in games without Sean McVay as <laughs> so, head coach. Like, a, that's just mean. A, what are you doing? That is, and that's such an unfair deal to Jared Goff. Like, one, he landed with the lowly Rams when he comes into the league. He played for a Jeff Fisher team and offense that was ill-prepared to play a young quarterback. And then, two, he is traded away to the Detroit Lions, who right now are trying to rebuild an, off, rebuild an organization that was dysfunctional. It's not fair. 
that he is like that. Now, I will say on that same fact sheet, does it have down that uh, Matthew Stafford is eight and sixty-seven against winning teams? Because it's really important <laughs> that if we're going to take shots at Jerry Goff, we also fire back at Matthew Stafford for not being a quarterback that is capable of getting wins versus winning teams. You know, it's funny in, in hour two when we preview the the Buccaneers <laughs> and Rams, uh, there are a number of stats and questions that I have related to Matthew Stafford, but we'll table that for the moment, Bucky. And why don't we start off because there's a huge anticipatory uh, feeling. Well, in Cleveland for today's game. Bears and Browns. Yeah, that's right. The Bears and Justin Fields. It's time, people. Uh, The bubble wrap has been taken off, and it's time to see what he can do on a full game. Andy Dalton leaving last week with a knee injury. Still the press availabilities for Matt Nagy. They just need to be consistent with their message. And they have been for the most part. But then, you know, you get a report from Adam Schefter that opens the door of the if he plays well. It's like, well, obviously, if he plays well, he's not coming out of the lineup. But the fact that you felt like you needed to include that and get that message out is, is to me, an indictment of where we are in terms of Hallis Hall and the communication. Yeah, I mean, communication is is key and critical. And Matt Nagy has been very inconsistent with his communication in terms of what the plan was for Justin Fields. But now here we are. We get an opportunity to see, as you said it, the new toy comes out of the box. And we honestly get a chance to evaluate Matt Nagy. Because for someone who came in with a reputation for being an offensive guru based on his time with the Kansas City Chiefs, even though he was only a play caller for six games, we now get a chance to see, can he put some bells and whistles around the new toy to get this offense up and going? It's always the realization of what you have, right? Because we watched it last year, stagnant offense, switch to Nick Foles, Mm -hmm. even worse offense, Mm. and then let Mitchell Trubisky actually move out of the pocket, and they got a bit creative. They scored 30 points a game down the stretch. So it's like, all right, where's that offense? Where where are yes. we here? Yes. Where 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 is that offense? Where has it gone? So I want to see. I want to see if he is able to just figure it out. Find a way to kind of put some things together where this offense can move because Dave Montgomery's been a solid player. They have Allen Robinson on the outside. There are some weapons there. The offensive line is a little shaky, so that's where to me the play calling needs to come in. How can you protect the quarterback when you have a paper-thin offensive line? Well, that's it. Let's get him, get him to move, right? Use that lateral. I mean, not like the Patrick Mahomes 497 uh, in the Super Bowl. I love that stat. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's the make plays. Darnell Mooney uh, banged up a groin injury. Uh, looks like he's going to give it a go, but question mark there. It's a 7.5-point line. Cleveland favorite at home, 44.5. You're over under Gibson out in the secondary. Uh, so we won't have he and Eddie Jackson running into each other uh, again this week. Sorry, got to do it. Two weeks in a row we've seen that happen <laughs> on crossers and, and deep balls. Uh, Akeem Hicks is banged up. Eddie Goldman, game time decision. That's the one against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's the big that's the big piece for me, Bucky, as to how this game starts to play out. Always, you have to be able to stop the run. And if the Bears are unable to stop the run, it's going to be a long day for them because the Cleveland Browns' rushing attack is one of the best in football. When you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb taking turns drumming people inside the tackles, it's going to be a problem. And then when they're able to throw off play action and Baker Mayfield is com- comfortable, it can be a problem. No Jarvis Landry. He goes to the short-term IR. But we have the return of Odell Beckham Jr. What is he at this point, Bucky? Look, man, he's still a really good player, and he's still someone that you have to consider. I know we on our side, we've – 
taken him to task and ripped him to shreds and tried to paint him to be something that he's not. But he's still a really good player. And when he's on the field, it's a difference in how you have to defend that offense. And so when he gets out there, he has his opportunity. You just have to be aware of where he is. I don't know if he still commands a double team, but if he gives off to a fast start early, then you have to double team him. It only creates more room for those running backs to run. Fun times for Baker Mayfield if that were to occur. All right, seven and a half is the line. Mm. I think the Bears cover, but they fall short. So where I'm, I'm at with cover. you. Yeah, I they think cover, they, but they fall short. Keep it close. Again, I'm as the the Chicago kid. Me, I, I just want it to stay a game, and so I'm sending all of those. You know, Kyrie Irving with the sagebrush. I'm doing that to try to get any bad juju away from Eddie Goldman's <laughs> legs, so he actually can get in there to try to stuff a run uh, and see if we can get there. How about we get ahead of the the schedule and go to our next game? Ravens and Lions. All right, we look at Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites on the road uh, at Detroit, 50 and a half your total. Expecting some some points here. Last week, as we talked about the Ravens and the Chiefs, you know, people conflate the I don't know where the team is versus how good Lamar Jackson is, and I think that gets muddled. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people need to go back and actually watch that, that kid play to recognize how special he is mm-hmm. and, and what needs to be built around him, right? I mean, there's still deficiencies in the passing game, and it's not him, right? It's not necessarily him, and it's always, oh, him. You know, and Lamar Jackson can't do this. Like, no, you don't have the personnel necessarily to be doing and winging the ball around the field like everybody wants to. Hollywood Brown starting to develop into something. Andrews, when healthy, is a force. But what else you got? Sammy Watkins comes and goes. Right, you know, like the uncle that shows up for a holiday mm-hmm. eats, and then you don't see him again until the next holiday. That's kind of kind of the way Sammy Watkins' career has been. And defensively, they are just obliterated with injuries right now. So cobbling things together, the fact that they were able to eke out a win last week is huge. And now you come and you've got a Detroit team. Let's face it, toothless defensively. Yeah, a Detroit team that doesn't have uh, a lot of bite to it, but. Look, they're, they're playing hard, and when you play hard and you have some toughness, that gives you a chance. Baltimore is still a little beat up. You have Lamar Jackson dealing with the injury. Some of that is due to the flip. Yeah, what did you, what did you think of that? I didn't think it's smart. I don't think it's smart for your franchise quarterback to kind of flip into the zone. I understand it, but I would say, hey, Lamar, let's see if we can find a different way of being able to do it. But Lamar Jackson, this running game, this team, I wonder how they're going to respond being uh, coming off that emotional game, but I do expect the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. Ronnie Stanley out uh, again. They, they had been banking on him coming back, and obviously we've seen Villanueva's struggled would be the kind way to say it mm-hmm. uh, through the first two weeks. Uh, and then you had a number of players placed on the uh, COVID list on Friday. Uh, Houston, Williams, uh, Matabuique, and Ferguson. So, I mean, that, that's an awful lot of defensive players that, you know, for what was already a thin unit. But uh, same thing. I'll, I'll take Baltimore to win, but I think Detroit hangs. Yeah, I think Detroit is going is going to fight their scrappy unit. Dan Campbell has done a good job of getting those guys to compete to the end. But I see the Baltimore Ravens as the better team. Typically, more talent wins. They're the more talented team. I expect them to win. Now, really quick, we talked about Jared Goff and the uh, little fun fact that was on the sheet. Uh, perhaps I, I, I've got to put myself in the maybe I'm just the protector of all the maligned quarterbacks in the National Football League. I don't think he's as bad 
a quarterback as he as he gets tagged with. Mm-mm. But the same thing. You need a functional space around him and a coach that still believes in you. And it was clear towards the end, McVay did not. Yeah, no, it was very clear to the end that McVay did not believe in him. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, when the quarterback doesn't have the confidence of the coach, um, he feels that. It puts more pressure on him. He's always going to underperform. Typically, much like when you're dealing with kids, kids rise up to the level of expectation. The same thing is with quarterbacks. If you expect the quarterback to perform well as a coach, the quarterback typically will will kind of rise up to those standards if you're able to kind of put the right stuff around him. For whatever reason, McVay lost confidence in him, and I think Jerry Goff's game suffered as a a result of that. Yeah, it was too bad also when uh, the rains came against the Packers that suddenly the ball handling ability went there because I mean I know you saw all the small hands oh he has little he has little Hans he has little (laughs) Hans and so that's what happens when you have little Hans that's why we look at that when when you're scouting those hand size matters in that because of the way they grip the ball just like some of these guys running backs that fumble when you have small hands it's tough in a a sport where ball handling is paramount (laughs) if you have small hands it, it, it makes some challenges see there is simplicity in 20 seconds, he summed up the evaluation process and why the hand size actually matters as opposed to, you know, wherever your mind goes. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Carmen. This is Fox Football Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Catch Bucky during the week, NFL Network, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. And, of course, uh, his work for Fox Sports. Uh, we'll link all that out as we get ready for kickoff so you'll be the smartest guy or woman at the bar. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Uh, we'll get your sit and start questions answered as we get towards kickoff as well and coming up next a couple of games that are mighty intriguing for me uh buffalo and that offense can it get rolling and will washington's defense show up we'll talk about that next here on fox fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live there are some things that are too good to keep a secret Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back in. It's Fox Football Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside... Five-year NFL veteran, my guy, Bucky Brooks. At Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter. NFL Network, Fox Sports, obviously here on the radio, doing double duty this weekend. So you got a front-row seat to some of the chaos of college football a day ago. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of it. Was it, a huh? lot. it was a lot. It was a lot to think about. I didn't know. I didn't know if you lead me in with a question or not. Um, oh no! Yeah, just just, like, just lay it up for there's, you. There's there's a lot to consider when it comes to college football because the teams that we're used to um, seeing at the top of the list, some of those teams are struggling, and then there's some what we call them Johnny Come Latelys that have joined the party. Arkansas is a Johnny Come Lately that I'm excited how to see. How about that running game? Hey, that running game. How about how about this? Like. Kendall Browse has kind of changed up his game a little bit and what they're doing at Arkansas. They're putting their hands on him. I guess they are the best team in Texas because they own the Longhorns <laughs> and now they took care of the Aggies and those things. So they are doing really, really well. The struggle that we saw between West Virginia and Oklahoma had Oklahoma fans chanting for the backup quarterback, even though Spencer Rattler was proclaimed QB1 well, by many of guy, the, right? the guys in the, the draft world. And so this is a very interesting development when we look at it. So some some interesting stuff that's going on in college football. And Got I love it. it. Well, but it's good because the headlines, because normally at this point, college football does take that backseat. Mm-hmm. And with all the chaos you know, that we talked about it with Clemson losing and, and some of these other storylines, it, it gets elevated and we, we have to take another look-see uh, as to what like the uh, would-be uh, Darlings Campbell and the the Cyclones taking on the chin. I know we've got a very happy Deb Carson here with mm-hmm. us this morning. We'll hear from her in just a couple minutes. But it it's just one of those things for college football. Now, now we've got storylines. Now, we, when we're talking about the reconfiguration of these conferences and, and the playoff structure and everything else there, there's there's more of a conversation except for Alabama they just keep winning oh uh, they just keep winning and I think what we should have is a greater appreciation for what the machine of Alabama is sure the fact that Alabama is able to be there year after year after year after year despite a ton of losses and defections NFL talent moving on and all this other stuff is still there. And what we're seeing and what's different about Alabama than Clemson, Clemson had a great run. Clemson had a great run that was partially due to two generational talents at quarterback. Right. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. Book ended a great, what, six, seven, eight-year run of Clemson ball. Now you remove the generational quarterback, per se. This team doesn't look the same. A lot of defensive talent that Clemson has had, but offensive line, they've never really produced NFL-level players. Uh, the running back, Travis Etienne, was an NFL back, but they didn't have that. They had good wide receivers that came through there, but the quarterback and the wide receivers, and when you don't have the quarterback, all of the things change. Meanwhile, Alabama, I would say that they've never had the generational quarterback, but they had the generational supporting cast. The supporting cast has always been good, and so... Just interesting to watch the sustainable model that is Alabama right now. Operational efficiency, right? Don't put too yes. much on the the arm of the quarterback. Find balance and definition. 
Sorry, the Arnold Classic was yesterday, so I had all the, all the tributes to Ronnie Coleman and all those legends. That's right. A little Schwarzenegger love and bodybuilding uh, competitions here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's get back into the games. Washington and Bills. All right, Washington football team getting seven at Buffalo. 45 and a half is your total in this one, Bucky. When we look at the injury report, it's short. You're missing mm-hmm. a D tackle for Washington. You got a couple of banged up uh, cornerbacks for the Bills. So, but it becomes a question: Is Taylor Heineke going to be able to, and is that the mo of trying to get it out? Other than maybe springing more JD McKissick and and really trying to get that offense going again through Antonio Gibson as we anticipated. But the bigger story is what the defense hasn't done. Only mm-hmm. two turnovers caused at this point, inconsistent pressures. And as we've talked about with Josh Allen, if you have to blitz him, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And thus far through two games, you haven't they haven't blitzed Josh Allen. You've seen the offense kind of sputter. I'm wondering if Washington can get home enough to where they don't leave their cornerbacks on an island. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's 2 for one The Washington football team has not the defense has not played up to the standard uh, that we expected them to kind of live at based on Montez Sweat and Chase Young saying they wanted to go after the old sack record, the duo record of Keith Millard and Chris Goldman when they had 39 sacks in the early 80s. They They haven't been up to that. Jack Del Rio doesn't want to bring a lot of pressure. He wants to sit back and let the four guys up front rush. They want to play max coverage behind it, and they want to be able to kind of take care of everything with the front line. They haven't been able to do that. On the other end, no one is talking about this, but Josh Allen is struggling. Struggling. Josh Allen is back to playing like the Josh Allen that came into the league 2018-2019. Uh, his completion rate is right at 56%. Um, he hasn't delivered the big plays, and part of that is due to more teams sitting back and playing zone. And the reason that is confounding to a guy like Josh Allen is because he has A++ arm talent. And when you have A++ arm talent, a lot of times you don't throw with timing and anticipation. You just power the ball in the tight yeah. windows. Well, now when you're playing against zone and defenders have their eyes on the quarterback and they're moving in the direction of where the quarterback is looking, you have to anticipate a little more to fit it into those windows. He doesn't do that well, which is why he's struggling. How do the Buffalo Bills rectify that? That would be a huge part of who wins this game. All right, so we're looking at a seven-point line. Depending on where you got it during the week, you might have had the hook attached, and maybe that made you feel a little better about your your Washington football team. Uh, I still like the Bills' defense to get it done, but I I think this is another one where Washington hangs around. Heineke just uh, frantic enough running, making plays with his legs, extending plays downfield, maybe a a Logan Thomas uh, completion or two help make the difference. I'll take the Bills, but I will take the Washington football team with the points. Ooh, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills outright. Uh, I want, I, I expect him to cover. Here's the thing about Taylor Heineke. He has been great with a small sample size. Yep. But what happens is the more that he plays, the more the defensive coordinators can begin to build a book on who he is. I believe he's about to surpass the number of games where now you can put a pretty good book together on this is where he likes to throw, this is who he he uh, targets, this is the sweet spot, all of those things. So give me the Buffalo Bills. Their defense figures it out. The defense makes it a very, very long day for Taylor Heineken.
So that book gets published on 9-26-21. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Football Sunday. We'll continue with the game uh, analysis and discussions. A big one in Minnesota coming up. Desperation mode, perhaps, for one team. Uh, But first, let's kick it over to Deb Carson. All right, we're going to start with NFL updates for you. The Colts will start quarterback Carson Wentz, according to NFL media, as he's pushing through his ankle injuries. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is expected to play against the Lions, despite being listed as questionable on the injury report with a non-COVID illness. Giants tight end Evan Ingram is expected to make his season debut after missing the first two games of the season with a calf injury. And the Vikings are still listing running back Dalvin Cook as questionable for today's game against the Seahawks because of his sprained ankle. ESPN's Adam Schefter says Cook is unlikely to play. Also from ESPN, we now know a little bit more about the suspension of Cowboys right tackle A.L. Collins. Suspension was not just about multiple missed tests, but also for trying to bribe the league's drug test. No! Yeah, evidently a no-no there. (laughs) Yeah. You don't do that here? No. Not so much. (laughs) Uh, But we do have uh, in college football had a a near miss for fourth-ranked Oklahoma. They survived West Virginia 16-13 while there were a pair of top 10 teams that were upset. Seventh-ranked Texas A&M lost at 16th-ranked Arkansas 20-10 Razorbacks. NC State stunned ninth-ranked Clemson in double overtime 27-21 Wolfpack. And as Mike Harmon Alluded to, I was pleased about the other upset in the top 15. 14th ranked Iowa State upset by Baylor, 31-29 Sikkim Bears. Meanwhile, mm. baseball, we're going to we're gonna go around the horn in the Major League Baseball playoff picture. Tampa Bay clinched the AL East crown, beating the Marlins 7-3. Yankees are dead even with the Red Sox now for those two AL wildcard spots. They beat Boston 5-3 on Giancarlo Stanton's Grand Slam. San Francisco now leads LA by two games in the NL West. Giants won at Colorado 7-2, while the Dodgers lost at Arizona 7-2. Cardinals have now won 15 in a row. They beat the Cubs 8-5. St. Louis still leads the race for the final NL wildcard spot by five games over Philly, which also won five games in a row now, one for Philadelphia, 3-0 over Pittsburgh, and the Padres were officially eliminated for the postseason. They lost to the Braves 10-8 in 10 innings. Braves lead the NL East by one and a half over the Phillies. And just taking a look at some golf, things are looking good for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Actually, just about to get underway. The Americans lead Europe 11-5, to and Europe needs 14 points to retain the Ryder Cup, while the U.S. needs 14.5 to capture the Ryder Cup. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as well. Bucky, Mike, back to you guys. Now that is a full day of sports. I love the giddiness in your voice as you talked about your Baylor win, and yeah. maybe that's you know the extra belated birthday present. So happy birthday, Deb. Thank you very much, Mike Harmon. I appreciate it. It's good to hear your voice on the morning. It's been a, it's been a minute since we've had Deb with us here on the Sunday morning festivities. So, you know, bright, cheery, happy, and getting through all, all of the scores. I mean, that was a uh, comprehensive list there. Deb. Thank you very much. A lot going on. Great weekend for sports fans. Keep your head on a swivel, and then obviously yours will extend till Monday night, but we'll get into those Cowboys and that Collins situation a little bit. We'll let you chime in on uh, on that one, Deb. <laughs> All right, as we roll forward, we got more games uh, on the slate. One of the injury updates that Deb gave during the mm-hmm. during her report is, well, very huge for not only your your pickings, uh, but also your fantasy lineups. Get, let's get there. Seahawks and Vikings. 
All right, we look at this game. The Seahawks, a narrow favorite on the road, two points. Uh, Minnesota, a couple of uh, difficult losses, shall we say. I I think that's the kindest way to put the 0-2 Vikings right now, 54.5. Week two, obviously, the kicker. Uh, We've all heard the Paul Allen call like 972 times, which is that's just got to be the most gutty-wrenching way to lose a game uh, that you think you've got. And then going back to week one, the loss against Cincy that was there for the taking. So now you've got Seattle coming off a harsh loss to Tennessee, a game they controlled most of the way and gave away. And now we've got Minnesota potentially playing without Dalvin Cook, looking like it's trending that way, which means more Alexander Madison. Mm. Should I do my Lin-Manuel Miranda? Alexander Madison. Yeah, well, here, here's Your the fantasy th- owners yeah. need you with 100 yards. Keep going. Here's the thing about Madison stepping in in the role. The system is set up for, I don't want to say any running back to have success, but the system leads to a lot of success. The difference will be Dalvin Cook's ability to turn four-yard gains into 10- and 15-yard gains. Madison may not have that ability, but working worse like running back in a system that really sets up well, I don't think that'll have an impact on it. I think the big thing for the Vikings, they, they need a confidence boost because they haven't been able to win these tight games. Part of that is due to the kicking situation where for whatever reason Mike Zimmer must have been cursed because he he must have mistreated kickers when he was a defensive coordinator I think for years. You're right. He must have said things to him. He must have he doesn't because I don't understand the Shun karma them from the yeah. dessert. I yeah. don't know. It, the karma that comes back to the Vikings when it comes to their uh, kickers being unable to make these game winning kicks. And so that's an issue. The bigger issue will be can the Seattle Seahawks really defend the run? Can they defend the run when every when they know that it's coming at them? This is a defense that is really built to play from ahead, to play downhill, where they can kind of dictate the terms. And so we'll see an even Steven game. It should be a very compelling matchup because the Seahawks gave away a game last week. Seahawks giving up over 430 yards of offense per game. Yeah, but, I mean, look, here's one thing that we know. When you sit and you watch film of the week before, and you see Derrick Henry running like crazy, your offensive coordinator must at least challenge the Seahawks early with the run game to see if they have fixed the problem. Mm -hmm. If they have not solved the issues that gave them problems the week before, you're going to continue to see that same game plan. So the first quarter and a half would be interesting because if I'm the Vikings, I'm running at them to see if they solved the issues from last week. Amir Abdullah also activated to the active roster. We've seen so many injuries and and obviously some some players not available league-wide talking about COVID-19. And then Kirk Cousins has played well. Just not enough to get over the hump. So, unfortunately, the quarterback also takes uh, a lot of incoming that uh, shouldn't necessarily be going his way uh, through those two losses. But uh, we've got Seattle minus two on the road. We know uh, home team's not getting it done just yet. Just 16 and 17 on this young season. Yeah, this is – man, look, this this is – this Desperation. Is yeah, this is this is a a, a must win if you're the Minnesota Vikings. 0-3 puts you in such a hole that it's hard to come out of. The problem is the Seattle Seahawks are really good. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks in this one. I'm gonna put my faith in number three, Russell Wilson, to somehow figure out a way to lead the Seattle Seahawks to win because they also can't fall behind in the NFC West that is looking yeah. like the best division in football. Yeah, we're talking two and O teams and. 
maybe some surprises still in the mix there. Dropping that game last week, uh, catastrophic. Uh, I will take the desperation of Kirk Cousins uh, and the Vikings to win this one, even without Dalvin Cook. Still waiting for that defense to make a play, too, by the way. Yeah, everybody is. Uh, All the injuries piling up uh, and just not getting home. We'll see uh, what happens today. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings, uh, a curious team that when you do your 0-2, some 0-2 teams are not like the others. Mm. But in the end, it's all about wins and losses, Bucky. That's really all that matters. It is. It is all about wins and losses. And so it's about trying to find a way. Like, really, Mike, this is a marathon. But the goal for every team is to see if you can just get to halfway point at least 500 because that'll give you a chance to go on a run. Typically, you don't figure out your team until about the midway point of the season, and then you make the adjustments based on what you have, not what you thought it was going to be. And so this is crucial to not fall too far behind in the race to give yourself a chance to come back. All right, let's go to one more game. Uh, yeah, this one's interesting, too. Dolphins and Raiders. Dolphins getting just three and a half points. In Las Vegas. This one we circled. We talked about it a bunch. Smith and I uh, on our show in the weeknights here on Fox Sports Radio. The total just at 44. Jacoby Brissett, who I liked three, four years ago when he was coming up and mm-hmm. one of those guys that kind of got lost in the in the shuffle. I don't believe he got a fair shake. He didn't get a fair shake in Indianapolis. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And now he's there in Miami. They get Will Fuller back. Uh, Tua, obviously, with the cracked ribs. Mm-hmm. He's out a, a while. So now it becomes Brissett's squad. And this was a team that coming into the year, Bucky, when, you know, folks that are far more astute in their evaluation than me uh, had Miami as one of those top five to seven, all 53s. Mm -hmm. And now one and one going into Las Vegas where the Raiders have played lights out football, but just a narrow three and a half point favorite. It's one that you hang a star on, but we're not concerned about the line. Just what is it in this matchup that would, would lead to that? Um, well, I think the matchup is one where if, you, if you're doing the, the betting line, you, you're sitting here saying, are the Raiders for real? Because they pull one out of the draws of defeat in week one yep. against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And then the win against the Raiders was impressive, but you still wonder how good are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. And so I believe this is the game where it's kind of the defining game for who are the Raiders because we've seen the Raiders do this. They've kind of teased us a little bit in in the past two years under John Gruden. They've shown us flashes of being able to be a solid team, but then just when you're ready to buy in, they fall apart. So this is the game that they have to have for the Dolphins and Jacoby Brissett. I think this is Jacoby Brissett's opportunity to swipe the QB1 job. And the reason why I believe the door is open is because if you're Brian Flores, the one thing that you want from your quarterback is that he has to be able to show up each and every week. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the injuries and it's not fair or whatever, but it's a reality. Because in the National Football League, the things that separate the franchise quarterbacks from the others is availability. You never see Russell Wilson leave the lineup. You don't see Aaron Rodgers leave the lineup. You don't see the great quarterbacks miss games. Tua Tungvaluwa is missing too many games. So if Jacoby Brissett can settle the tide and they win games, this job could be Jacoby Brissett's going forward. Got some injuries in the, in the for the Raiders. You still have Incognito with the calf injury, Josh Jacobs with the ankle injury. So uh, others stepping up, Peyton Barber uh, and others. Uh, I'm going to take Miami to win outright on the road. Ooh. How's that for a little bit of spiciness uh, to slow down the Derek Carr MVP hype? Okay, and I'm going to take the other side of it. I'm going to go with the Raiders to win outright, and I'm going to say that this 
could be a signature moment for Derek Carr. They win this game, and he plays impressive. He gets the MVP for the first quarter of the season, and that could be the launching point to a Derek Carr is MVP campaign. So our buddy Dan Beyer has his pyramid. What 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 uh, shape or historical kind of figure are you going to use for your MVP rankings? Have you figured it out yet? Uh, I, I I have not. I, I traditionally just like to use a, a ranking system. Let's okay. go one through one through five and kind of do it that way. So no pyramids. Okay. No I, shiny I was wondering objects, if you wanted to spice no circles, it up a little bit. No pie charts. Nothing like that. We just we just kind of roll with one through five. It's the Bucky parallelogram. <laughs> Of MVP ranking now, Dan Dan stuff is fun because like he he takes some controversial uh, takes along the way uh, mm. in, in terms of ranking his top ten. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks is where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we start getting into some of these marquee games, including the Monday Nighter. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles managed just eleven points in Week Two. Can they be better on Monday night and maybe create some more chaos in the East? We'll talk about that next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back in. It's Fox Football Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks having some fun with you, getting through all the games of a big NFL weekend. We're still shaking our heads at some of the the big games in the college football landscape and, and making notes of those. Uh, maybe more podcasts to come. Who knows? Uh, content just continues to flow. But at Bucky Brooks, where you find him, all his latest on Fox Sports, NFL Network. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We'll do sit starts uh, as we get to wrapping up the show about an hour from now. So please be patient. We will uh, answer your requests and uh, give you some advice along the way as well. But now it's time to get back into the games. Let's go. Eagles at Cowboys. Monday night football. The Eagles three and a half point road dogs heading into Dallas. 51 and a half your total. And this game, Bucky, as we look at the Cowboys, it's still a question of the offensive and defensive lines and their health and, and their uh, ability to to rise up. Thus far, we haven't really seen much of a pass rush uh, from Dallas. Conversely, we've seen Philadelphia right now with a big fat goose egg in terms of turnovers forced and takeaways. So uh, one of the telling numbers in our NFL experience, look, any, anybody that wants to tell you that offense is all about moving the ball, is a liar. Just look at the points allowed and points scored column. Everything else is moot uh, in in terms of overall week to week. But in, in this one, Bucky, we've seen Jalen Hurts with Rieger with you know some of the speed weapons, and then the guys in the backfield, right? Miles Sanders and Gainwell uh, giving them a little bit of a boost. They get Zach Ertz off the COVID list today, which should give them a, a little more. Uh, Devontae Smith, obviously the rookie, uh, making connections early. But for Dallas, everybody talking about Zeke and Pollard. It's like, why can't they coexist? Why do we have to worry about their contracts or whatever else? Zeke, yeah, uh, Zeke is a full football player, and he's a man. And uh, I don't know, pay him. Started ascribing some of his salary to what he does as a blocker because he's helping that offensive line. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the fascination is. Like you deal with that stuff in the offseason, but right now, what you have to focus on is we got two good running backs, two running backs that are playing well based on what they're being asked to do. So let's find a way to make sure that they both 
have a key role in this offense. Ezekiel Elliott is still the power runner. He does all his damage in between the tackles. Tony Pollard is the trick guy, the guy that gets on the edges, can do things in space in the passing game. Utilize both of them. I think the bigger thing is Kellen Moore. We have seen the Dallas Cowboys, when Dak Prescott has been the quarterback, they're 32-4 when they run the ball 30 or more times. It seems like, based on their winning percentage, when they're able to run, you get make sure we just have enough rushing attempts um, for this team to be able to thrive. When they're balanced, it just helps everything out. I just want to see the Dallas Cowboys kind of play the game the right way so they not only can help out their quarterback, but they can help out their defense, who needs to be supported by playing fewer snaps again. Yeah, I'm just getting a little bit uh, crazy here, and no disrespect to anybody. Uh, I- I'm taking the road upset. Oh, oh I'm wow. looking for chaos. Oh, wow. That almost made me spend my coffee. Whoa. Wow, chaos. Um, 51 and a half, you're over under. Opens up. Amari Cooper will play. He'll have a nice oh, black that's, jacket that's bad. going on. That's bad for the uh, Philadelphia for the Eagles because he is the Eagles killer. Uh, because Amari Cooper is playing, I'm going to take the over, uh, well over 51 <laughs> points, and then I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. The offense, to me, is just too good, even though the Eagles have played very good defense this year. They played pretty good defense. They did a pretty good job against San Francisco. It's yeah, a loss, that, that, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Now, now they just need one of those takeaways. And it's a question of whether you can force Dak into a mistake. uh, And that'll be curious. All right. we're, We're running out of time here in hour one, but I think we can get this game in. Jets at Broncos. All right, it's the Jets. Uh, that's uh, that's about all I need to say. Ten point spread. Denver favored Teddy Bridgewater, and that offense roll. Bradley Chubb is hurt, so that's a, you hang a star on that for the season long. But the Jets right now, offensively, uh, trying to find an identity for young Zach Wilson, and this is not the defense to figure that out on. No, it's not the defense to figure it out because uh, look, it's another defense that will confound him because Vic Fangio does a good job of clouding and muddying the picture up for quarterbacks. Zach Wilson will play better. The Jets will still succumb to the Denver Broncos. This is a great game for the Broncos to go to 3-0 and and solidify themselves as a contender. Laying the points? Uh, yeah, I'll yeah no, I did. <laughs> Denver minus 10. Uh, but, yeah, I like that roster. And we'll talk more about the Broncos because I think there's something pretty cool brewing there. Uh, and Vic Fangio certainly needed it. Coming up next, one of the marquee games uh, in Kansas City. How do they respond for a tough loss? We'll talk about it next. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, there's nothing better than when you start getting those early morning shots of stadiums across America. Maybe the early tailgating start, because it is 10 o'clock. Uh, on the East Coast, which means, well, you, you start getting those parking lots to open up a little bit. You get a little bit of an opportunity to see the players going in. We'll see the, you know, suits and various uh, stylings, as it were, because we got to copy some of those here mm-hmm. in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Uh, we're in our usual radio best sweatpants and shorts. Hey, <laughs> that's what it requires. We're still pretty. <laughs> We don't have the TV cameras, but you just have to believe me on that. But uh, another big day of action in the National Football League through two weeks. You know, how much do you draw out of the other than we've got a sample size, right? So we're at the 30 plus games. So I guess statistically relevant as far as the season. But thus far, home field advantage, not really having much of an impact. We're having probably more taunting penalties than delay of game Mm -hmm penalties at this point uh, through two weeks. But what what do you take away from the, the first part of the season? Is there any trend that, that you've noticed or, or something that stuck out uh, as you viewed your tape? Yeah, the, the, the home field advantage thing is interesting that you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. Um, you're not necessarily guaranteed the win just because you're playing in front of the confines of your own stadium and in front of your own fans. I think the big thing that we're still trying to figure out is how many of these teams are still kind of using this first quarter of the season as the preseason, meaning still trying to figure out who you are, what you are, what you're about, who your playmakers are, how you can best support and elevate those playmakers, what your quarterback needs, more of, less of, and all those things. It is almost like being in the kitchen and you're experimenting with recipes, right? You're just trying to figure out, do I need a little more salt, a little more pepper? Do I need to put something else in here? Uh, what else is this recipe missing? That's what a lot of these coaches are doing. And as they get a firmer grasp on the identity of their team, they will begin to call the game differently than maybe they called it at the beginning. And so not necessarily trends, it's just the identification. Who are we? And having an honest assessment exactly of who you are and how you need to play to win games. 
honest assessments. One of those things we we did the pick for the Denver Jets game and and waiting on, on Vic Fangio. He got himself in the news quite a bit because after the demolition of Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, talked to a little out of school about Urban Meyer saying, "Hey, it's like every week is playing Alabama," mm. which is the latest uh, in the well Wikipedia chapters of season one of urban meyer yeah and look i think urban meyer like in a private com- conversation with vic fangio was just admitting to how difficult the national football league is compared to college football because let's be honest when you're ohio state um and you have urban meyer as a head coach you're not facing um a dominant team each and every week all teams aren't created equal in college football all teams aren't playoff contenders year after year like Alabama. And so what Urban Meyer is speaking to, the talent and the coaching ability of all of these coaches around the league, and I think maybe that might have taken him by surprise because in the college game, he might have had some coaching advantages based on his tactics and acumen in the pro game. Everybody, everybody has good coaches on their staff. All pros, and when you're trying to build from scratch, right? We're talking about a team that is rebuilt. I mean, you had the number one pick in the draft for crying out loud, mm-hmm. uh, and you lose a guy that you expected to be part of your run game and and passing game, right? Yeah, James Robinson, but you had mm-hmm. an Etienne thinking, "Hey, I've got a guy that we can deploy all over the field." He goes down before game one, and now you're rolling. I, I just found it interesting the instant reaction. We'll get to the Jags. Uh, game here in a minute but the reaction to the touchdown pass from Lawrence last week mm-hmm. to start the game is like oh there it is back it's like and then we never saw another highlight or plus chunk yardage mm-hmm. play for the rest of that game yeah and some of it is an indictment on the play calling the offense coordinator um, not being able to figure it out because that that first drive that we saw most teams script their first 12 to 15 plays Right, doing those first 12 to 15 plays. The reason why I scripted is because there are certain things that you want to do. You want to set up your complementary plays. You want to see how the defense is going to play and react to certain motions and shifts to then set up things that you want to do later on. Also, the reason why you script the beginning of the game is because that's when your team is at its most nervous state. And so what you want to do is by scripting it, you can give them a routine that they can follow throughout the week to know, hey, here's how the first 12 plays are going to go. So now I don't have to be nervous because it's routine. We're just going to do what we've always done in practice. And then we begin to react and adjust. For the Jaguars, I thought it was revealing when Urban said that, you know, we wanted Trevor Lawrence to play professional quarterback. We could have put him in the spread offense. We could have done some of those things that he did at Clemson, but we want him to play like a NFL quarterback. My issue with that is he's just coming into the NFL. If you want your young quarterback to play well, the best way to have him play well is to do the things that he did in college while acclimating to the league. Yes. Don't just take him out of all of that stuff and then say, hey, go play NFL quarterback doing NFL stuff. I believe they've done a disservice to him by not giving him some of those pet plays to allow him to be comfortable and confident as a first-year first, first year starter. Because you got some playmakers on the outside, and we'll get into that uh, more specifically. But to your point, it's like at the outset, why not let the guy do what he, what he does best? Yes. right. One of the greatest things Harbaugh has done in Baltimore is to be defiant, saying Lamar Jackson is going to be Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. right? And we will work to what Lamar Jackson is as a playmaker at each stage of his career to kind of try to go the other way. We've seen fail. Time and time again. 
All right, let's get back into the games. Here's one I think is really curious. Chargers and Chiefs. Chiefs seven point favorites at home. 54 and a half. You're robust over underlined here. When we look at the Chargers, well, same old New Year, same old result. Mm. Fight hard and lose close games. <laughs> Fight hard and lose close games. Well, I mean, look, that was the that was the entire script on games when Anthony Lynn was the head coach, right? They'd fight gamely. Weren't necessarily explosive, and that's one of the concerns, I think, early with this Chargers offense is they're moving the ball. They're just not finishing drives. So this is where those yardage and time of possession stats get misleading because if you're not cashing in, it doesn't matter, right? Your team is generally not going to give up 16, 17 points a game. That's why the Rams, what, 18.5 or whatever they gave up last year Mm -hmm. was such a big deal. Right, and everybody was trying to figure out where they are in the pantheon of great defensive teams. So your offense, led by Justin Herbert, has to be better. Likewise, Kansas City, they put points on the board and then uncharacteristically got got away from them in the final two minutes. And so now it's Patrick Mahomes coming off a stinging loss, and then you've got the Chargers still trying to figure out, as you said, identity. Yeah, the Chargers trying to figure out identity under Brandon Staley. They've done a really good job of playing solid defense, but offensively, it's been a little disappointing. Some of that has been offense coordinator Joe Lombardi bringing in a new system with Justin Herbert. They're trying to figure out how to best go about playing. Um, it just hasn't looked great, but the Chargers have a lot of confidence in dealing with the Kansas City Chiefs because they're one of the teams that has really slowed the Chiefs' offense down. Tyreek Hill hasn't had a 100-yard game uh, with the last four times they played against them, and so they understand how to keep the ball in front and not let it fly over the top of the head. The issue is you now have a Pat Mahomes who knows he made a critical error in the Baltimore Ravens game getting greedy, and so now he is more locked in and focused on attention to detail I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. They may get shedded today. Like, this might be a day where the Kansas City Chiefs offense comes out. They take them out back, and they kind of show them who's boss. So I I like the Kansas City Chiefs because I think a motivated Pat Mahomes, a more disciplined and detailed Pat Mahomes is a problem. Hmm. It's going to be tough. What's the, what's the line? What's, what's seven, the spread? Seven points is the spread. Chris Harris out for the Chargers. Joey Bosa with the knee is questionable. Oh, yeah. uh, Frank Clark give me, give me all injured of hamstring. Give me, give, me all, give me all of it. Give me just. He wants all the Chiefs shares he can get. Chiefs. Yeah, I got yeah, this Yeah, coming off a loss, this, this is not your ideal situation uh, for the Chargers. Hey, are you tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for a spotlight comfort while you lower your bills. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. Let's get one more game in. Cardinals and Jaguars. Now, there's a reason we framed the uh, Jaguars at the start uh, of this block for us here, Bucky, and, and that is you've got no no give-ups, you know, mm-hmm. no gimmies on the schedule because the Cardinals come in and that offense is humming, oh, right? Man, it, Chandler it Jones is. had that big defensive week one. Oh, they man. did all that. But then last week, putting up another 30-plus against Minnesota. Kyler Murray is dialed in. DeAndre Hopkins a bit banged up, but he'll play later on today. Chase Edmonds in that run game and pass game along with James Conner. Uh, they may not, not be A-listers, but 
combined, mm-hmm. it's like Voltron. Okay, Ooh. let's let's just combine them uh, to create the full running back for what you need. So right now, I'm looking at Arizona, and for this one, Bucky, uh, as they go on the road, they're eight-point favorites. 51 is your total. Uh, I think it's a long day. Chandler Jones is going to add another. Uh, he might be the MVP leader uh, after putting up some stats today. Yeah, no, this is going to be a problem. This is this is a tough one. It's a really tough one for the Jacksonville Jaguars because defensively, uh, what the Arizona Cardinals are doing is they're bringing pressure from all over the place. They are uh, hell-bent on creating chaos at the line of scrimmage. They do a great job of, of creating one-on-one matchups by bringing pressure and forcing your offensive lineman to be able to hold up uh, without assistance. And so that's problematic for a Jaguars offensive line that has had some struggles. And then you have a young quarterback who's not really seeing the game the way that you won't want to see him. And so all the pressure is a problem. But before we even get to that part of it, you have to deal with the Arizona Cardinals offense. And that offense is lights out when Kyler Murray is just over there acting like a point guard, just distributing the ball to all the playmakers. DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with a little injury issue. If he shows up, though, Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. That, that's the, yeah, the guy you underscore. One, His this, is, this, is a, this is an uphill climb for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, I, I want to say that they, they may lose, but they can cover. But this is going to be hard. This is going to be a hard one for them. I'm going to take give me the Cardinals outright. Yeah, that, that eight points is is just curious. Like, is there a letdown to happen? I was like, no, the defense is just going to stay aggressive. And yeah. you, you might get one of those defensive touchdowns. And, and you know, I had to underscore him. You, you mentioned Rondell Moore as a receiver and as a return man. You want to talk about a, a guy making the most of an opportunity. As much as it hurt, I think, longtime football guys to watch Larry Fitzgerald pause. Like he hasn't retired, but to step away from this squad mm-hmm. and like, all right, Rondell, your time to shine. Let's go. Let's go. And now look. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald comes back the final four games of the season after he sees how good this team is playing. But, they're, I mean, they're, they're playing really well. And this is a big game for them. They can't give away games in a division that's very competitive. I think Cliff Kingsbury have his team focused. Oh, I think that would be, be funny as hell, right? Shows up December 1. You talk about guys taking off the preseason that we have nowadays. Like, what'd you do? I played golf for 12 weeks, did a radio show, and cut some commercials. Hi, I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready now. (laughs) Tell you what, the way injuries have been in the National Football League through two weeks, it's probably taken the best approach you can as a veteran. Like, because... You know he's still going to catch the ball, right? Between he and DeAndre Hopkins, you got two of the guys with the stickiest hands uh, in the great, National Football great League. Great hands. Great hands. Both guys can catch the ball really, really well. Larry Fitzgerald is, is a monster, so obviously if they could bring him back, it would be nice. But what they have right now, Christian Kurt, Rondell Moore, dynamic on the inside. A.J. Green has been steady at yeah. it. And then DeAndre Hopkins is the number one receiver. He can make plays versus all types of coverage. And so Kyler Murray's success is – Look, he's terrific, but he also has some weapons around him. Good stuff thus far uh, from the Cardinals. We'll see if Kingsbury and company uh, take care of business on the road at Jacksonville. All right, coming up next, we get into one of the uh, games that is just really curious through two weeks, uh, an AFC South battle, and uh, we'll try to make some sense of it. And Bucky will explain how you sprain both your ankles <laughs> without jumping from a building. That's next here on Fox. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're trying to do some mental math here. In the Fox Sports Radio studios. And you might as well just put up a bunch of infinity signs or or some of those things like you see in crazy movies. Because I am not Goodwill Hunting. I am not Matt Damon. I have been known to slap, you know, sheets of paper on glass and just start yelling about apples and stuff. But uh, I do always take the the old Robin Williams approach out of that movie. You know what? It's, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. If I make a pick that goes wrong... I didn't play the game. I just had unrealistic expectations for those who do. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks here. It's Fox Football Sunday cruising through the games of week three. And we've we've got a story that now goes with our next game, Bucky. So let's introduce it. Colts and Titans. Titans four and a half point favorites at home. 47 is the total. Carson Wentz with the dual ankle sprain is going to give it the old college try, but a story you found and one that we have been chopping up a little bit here in the studio. Uh, Jim Ursay, in addition to having a private party and some great videos of him doing some crooning last night, uh, this showed up on uh, Pro Football Talk uh, this morning as it starts to get disseminated uh, nationwide. Here's an Ursay quote, quote, I know he wants to go. I know he's worked hard. I know he's respected in the locker room and all those sorts of things, but you know, he has to stay healthy. You know, there's no one hiding behind the MO of the past. That was there. And you know, since we know you came here and going through the months we've been through, there's been difficulties. It also makes it difficult if you're not vaccinated. You want to talk about taking a left turn, mm-hmm. right? Talking about health, talking about getting past, you know, questions of quitting and his heart and all that stuff. You know, reunited with Frank Reich, everything was going to be fixed. But he takes the left turn here, does Ursay, and says it also makes it difficult if you're not vaccinated, you know, because it makes it harder to depend on someone if they're not vaccinated. They have freedom of choice, and we understand that. But, you know, we're, we're hoping he can come back and play well. I think it'll be a game-time decision. So eventually circles back to the ankle injuries, but 
did take the little deviation. And, and yeah. one of the things we talk about in all businesses is, are you available to play? You have to be available to play. It's one of those things where you, you're looking at and you're trying to figure out, and my franchise quarterback is very important in terms of how we're able to play and what we're able to do. And if your quarterback is not there and you're not guaranteed of him being there, it's just hard to build a team around that guy. And so some of the frustration that you hear from Ursay is due to Carson Wentz's injury history and the choice that he's made to not be vaccinated because they don't know on a week-to-week basis if their quarterback is going to be on the field. Well, because you, you double it up, right? Because he's also got the injury histories, that which Ursay alludes to and starts and, and rounds it out with with about his injury pass because that was part of what came mm-hmm. from Philadelphia with him. But the trust was, all right, get him back with Reich and we'll deal with injuries. But then you add this uh, level of uncertainty, and, and I ask you uh, as a former player, and, and we've rev- you know, we're have you know we revisiting a past topic, but the audience is always changing, and it's not to get preachy or, or, or anything, but you know you have to hear these things, is that in an NFL locker room, how many guys are lined up to get a shot to get back on the field so they don't lose their job? Right. I mean, and they have no idea what's going on five years from now, yeah. six months from now, hell, 12 hours from now with the shot they, inge- they, they just took. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, that that is that's a very uh, valid point because people are doing anything and everything to get on the field, and so it's one of those things where you know, everyone has freedom of choice, but those those choices also have consequences when it comes down to making the final roster. And so you have to evaluate. You have to evaluate accordingly. And you have the accountability to your teammates and all those other things. Uh, bigger discussion for another time. Back to the game. Uh, we look at the Titans, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Wentz going to try to go for the Titans. A, a very difficult week one. But then we're trying to figure out how good are the Cardinals, right? Because the Cardinals handled them mm-hmm. in week one. Last week, when they could have been down and, and they were getting drummed by the Seahawks, could have packed it in. They didn't. They come back. They win that game in overtime. Now back at 1-1. One and one, Divisional battle, 47 is the total. I think they roll it up. We do a thing called, you know, double the point total on Friday. Yeah. Right? Take the, the team, whatever the favorite is you like, and double it up. Uh, I'm confident that Tennessee and Derrick Henry roll over this squad. Today. Wow. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. I won't I – won't, I don't know if I can go big like that. I think – here's the deal. There's natural tendency. Can Derrick Henry repeat what he did? Because you got to think he has to be battered and bruised from that heavy workload. Sure. Julio Jones showed up in a major way for the Tennessee Titans last Sunday. Can he show up again? Uh, they do have A.J. Brown always in the bullpen ready to go. He needs to start catching the football. He, he does, dropped uh, he, he does need three to catch or four the ball. depending on where yeah, your scorecard he, he is. Does, he does need to catch the ball. The Titan, I mean, the Titans are, are solid, but the Colts should play with a level of desperation that should match playoff intensity. I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. So working out of the shotgun, is, is that what you'd it expect might, It might Carson be working Wentz out of the here? shotgun, and that could impact Jonathan Taylor's production because he might be more productive coming downhill. It's a different running game when you're in the shotgun as opposed to downhill, but because of the limited mobility of the quarterback, you might see the Colts in more shotgun formation. All right. So you're going to take the Colts out, right? I, I love it. I love the bold proclamation. Another game we disagree on. We'd agreed for two weeks too much, and I think you finally decided I wasn't very I'm going to break off. I'm going to become my own solo artist. Well, I think you just decided I wasn't very smart uh, <laughs> and, and decided to uh, zag on me here. All right, let's get to our next game, a, a team with a quarterback on the rise. All right, 
Falcons and Giants. All right, they still lost. Uh, Giants, three-point favorites at home, 47.5 the total. Uh, Matt Ryan, a couple of pick sixes to punctuate uh, what was another difficult day at the office against the Buccaneers, but really not unexpected at all for the Giants. They fought gamely. We go back to that Thursday night game. Daniel Jones making plays with his legs, but for a drop, or, you know, we could fight about and drop versus uh, touch and all those things. It hit, if it hits your hands like that, you got to catch it, Darius Slayton. Uh, <laughs> and, but this is a game, I mean, Atlanta's defense, I don't know that there's a worse unit in the National Football League right now. Yeah. They've confirmed everything. I mean, last year they were bad, but you chalked it up to a bunch of injuries. Now they just don't have an 11 personnel that looks like it's ready to go. No, they don't. And it's a problem. It's just a problem to kind of deal with them. Uh Matty Ice has to bounce back. He has to. He has to bounce back. This, this is this is it. Like the level of desperation that is coming from the Falcons. He has to bounce back. Um, I I just have to go with. I got to go with. Matt, I got to go in the battle quarterbacks. I have to go with Matt Ryan over Daniel Jones. Thinking that Matty Ice can pull one out. I like that. That's bold. I'm not doing it. Giants continue uh, to pour it on, and and Jones makes an extra play with his legs. I think this is a game where you actually get some positive returns for Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to be a factor in this game. Well, he ran in mud. I mean, we talked about it last week. I think the uh, comparisons to Barry Sanders in a lot of ways are apt, right? Where it's you get just, but you have to keep giving the ball. Like you can't just. He has to get enough touches, right? He has to get enough touches to be able to impact the game. So we'll, we'll see how, how this one plays. I'll take the Giants minus the three. Um, I'll, I'll give them the touchdown. Maybe Matt Ryan will throw another pick. You know, mm. ice cold, uh, <laughs> as it were. Uh, we've got uh, another, what, four games to get through here. But first, let's kick it over to Deb Carson. Why don't we uh, check in on all the news and notes around this big National Football League Sunday. Hi, Deb. Huge day and lots of injury updates for you. The Colts will start quarterback Carson Wentz as he's pushing through his ankle injuries, that according to NFL media. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson's expected to play against the Lions despite being listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. Baltimore will be without offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley, who was ruled out with an ankle injury. Giants tight end Evan Ingram will make his season debut against the Falcons after missing the first two games of the season with a calf injury while Giants wide out Kenny Galladay is a game time decision because of his hip injury the team's going to give him a pregame test to determine his availability Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins listed as questionable will try to play through his rib injury against the Jaguars and the Vikings still list running back Dalvin Cook as questionable against the Seahawks because of his sprained ankle but NFL media says if he does play expect him to be limited. Alexander Madison should see lots of action for Minnesota. Chargers star pass rusher Joey Bosa's a game-time decision with foot and ankle issues despite missing practice all week. Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones, who's questionable with a wrist injury, will play against the Chargers. While Kansas City defensive end Frank Clark's listed as doubtful with a hamstring injury, he is not going to be playing, according to NFL Network. Also have golf action getting underway about an hour and a half from now. It is the 
final day of Ryder Cup play at Whistling Straits. Things are looking good for the U.S. team. The Americans lead Europe 11-5 with singles matches getting underway at noon Eastern. The first matchup, Xander Shoffley of the U.S. taking on Europe's Rory McIlroy. Bucky, Mike, back to you guys. Thanks so much, Deb. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got four more games left for, uh, as we go down the games of week three of the National Football League season. You find all the Bucky's material at Bucky Brooks. You see him on the NFL Network. I saw a couple of ads today. He was all uh, all suited up. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. They were looking good, man. Uh, you know, hey, all lead suited. and mean fighting machine. We're talking about and booted. Na- navigating the uh, biking lanes here in Southern California and well, you know, sometimes you, you want to live on the edge, and that's what you do when you put strap that helmet on and get out on the mean streets of Southern California. No mm. question about it. Uh, also, you know, you have the Fox Sports work that you do, foxsports.com, uh, and again, at Bucky Brooks, where you find it. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Hear me during the week with Jason Smith, 7 to 11 Pacific, breaking down the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and adding our unique twists and pop culture references to make you laugh, uh, be entertained, informed, and ready to win bets at the water cooler. That's what we do. Uh, and while we're trying to navigate the rest of these games, and here's one that I want you to try to make sense of for me, Bucky. My name Saints and Patriots. Patriots minus three in this one. 43, you're over under. Last week, everybody flying high. Here's the Saints off the demolition of the Packers week one. And then uh, they didn't gain many more yards than I did walking to and from my fridge uh, on a <laughs> Sunday afternoon while I was walking, watching the game. So, uh, but all those coaches were out with COVID. We talked about that and what kind of effect it could happen, have on that game. You can't tell me that that wasn't a big major factor as Sean Payton tried to be Bugs Bunny. Remember the Bugs Bunny when he was the, uh, yes. you know, playing yes. every position on the on the baseball diamond? Well, yes. it was the same thing for Sean Payton a week ago. Now on the road uh, against Belichick and company, Mac Jones. Uh, look, they're not lighting it up offensively, but slow and steady like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Let him do things that make him feel comfortable, get him acclimated, and eventually maybe take some shots down field but right now it's that evaluation period for new england that they always did with tom brady right of september and maybe given some of the early stumbles in the division and buffalo and their offense being a little creaky to start the jets are the jets and the dolphins even though they got that win that was a damian harris fumble away from a game winning field goal try you feel pretty good that you don't have to accelerate mac jones's pace yeah, you do feel good about not having to accelerate Mac Jones's pace. And understand, Mac Jones has played very, very well. He's played well because they've been able to really protect him, meaning he's been able to play within the confines of the system. They haven't asked him to be Mac Jones the playmaker. He's been Mac Jones the caretaker. And as long as they keep him in that box, they're going to be fine because for the Patriots to win, it doesn't matter who is playing quarterback. They have a formula. The formula is great defense, dominating situation of football, which allows them to play the style of play that they want to play on offense, run the ball, conservative passing game. They can throw it around the yard, but it's safe, low-risk passes. That's what Mac Jones has been able to do, and as long as they're able to play great on defense and keep this score down, they can play that way. But if the Saints scratch and get on the board early, and they can make the Patriots chase points, then we'll get a chance to see if Mac Jones is really, really ready for primetime. Yeah, we can look at it, obviously, Tua and followed by Zach Wilson. So putting the 11.5 points allowed per game tag out there for the Patriots, all right, competition, but you got to beat who's out there. But it is a defense that we expected better. 
I guess you continue just to attack Jameis Winston and try to force him into mistakes. Is that the the MO for the defensive side of the ball? Absolutely. You want to force Jameis Winston into mistakes by changing your coverage, by changing the look in front of him. Simulated pressures, blitz pressures, a lot of pre-snap disguise and movement. You want to do things to make him just pause and hesitate for a second, and then you hope that the pressure can make him into a, force him into a bad decision. New England given three here at home. What say you? Everything has been rosy for Mac Jones. I think this could become a, a tougher game for him. Let's go with the Saints Ooh. being a prideful bunch going all out. I've been bold all day, so let's, yeah. let's let's continue. So let's go with the Saints getting the win. Let's see if the Saints can put this on Mac Jones, and let's see if Mac Jones is up to par. I'm going to say that the Saints defense finds a way to get it done. That defensive front, see what Cam Jordan and company are able to do. Uh, I still think it's a field goal game. I, I will, I'm going to probably end up a push in the picks against the spread with this one, but I will take New England uh, to get the home victory and you know remembering life without Drew Brees isn't always going to be cheap how about that yeah as we go through all right next game and this one is well the center of the football universe Buccaneers and Rams now as we we look at it the last I saw when we get to the point spread the Buccaneers the narrow one and a half point favorite on the road coming out here to SoFi we got Ramsey probably locking on Evans. Antonio Brown unavailable because of COVID protocols. So there's a big loss, right? A nice uh, steady receiver and a guy that Tom Brady clearly has great trust in. I mean, he gave him a key to his house for crying out loud when he was trying to bring him into the squad. You like that? I had to bring it back. I like bring that. Bring it back to all that. Uh, the Rams, uh, Daryl Henderson with a rib injury, probably not going to go. That means uh, Jake Funk. Yeah, that's right. I like that surname. Uh, and more of Sony Michelle uh, mm. this week. And through two weeks, we've seen Matthew Stafford has been the king of the clean jersey club. Right? Plenty yes. of time. Please, uh, plenty of opportunity to, to make plays downfield. This Tampa Bay secondary is banged up, but that front is no joke. When you look at that front seven, maybe making it a, a little more difficult today uh, on Matthew Stafford than we've seen. This would be tough. This would be tough because the Rams are going to have a tough time running against that front. Mm-hmm. Vita Vea and Dominican Sue, they make it hard to run the ball on them. And a lot of what the Rams do is predicated on being able to throw off play action, being able to push the ball down the field because your linebackers are lured to the line of scrimmage to defend the run. Whether the Rams are unable to run or unable to even pose a credible threat of the running game, now Matthew Stafford is throwing into tighter windows. And those tighter windows typically lend to tips and overthrows and interceptions and all of that other stuff. And so this is this is a tricky matchup, man. It's what was it, 8 and 67? Yeah. I mean, this he, Matthew Stafford is 8 and 67 versus winning programs, winning teams. So that's not good. It's not great. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also going to force uh, Matthew Stafford to throw against pressure. I like the Buccaneers' defense. I like I like this matchup for them. And I still don't know how the Rams are going to defend all the weapons that Tom Brady has at his disposal. Well, that means Johnson steps up more. Nobody's uh, – and all these years later, Rob Gronkowski still runs free like he has a protected field. Uh, around him or the cloak of invisibility get a little harry potter reference in on a sunday morning because the marathon's on one of these channels bucky if we started searching through and did a wheel of hey is harry potter on i bet you uh yeah. azkaban or one of those movies would be on in front of us in a matter of seconds uh yeah i'm gonna look at the buccaneers total on this one bucky is 55 and a half Ooh. 
which is curious considering how much praise and love you and I, I will both go. have for the defense. I will right? go that. I'm, I'm going over on the 55. I'll take the over on that. Right on. Tom Brady, they also always find a way to get some cheap touchdowns in the end, so I'll take the over. I like that. Cheap touchdowns. Garbage, garbage uh, Nicely touchdowns. done. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over Tampa Bay uh, in this one uh, as well. We have two more games to go. I, I think we can fit one in. Bengals and Steelers. All right, so in this one, Ben Roethlisberger and that offense still, uh, well, trying to figure out what exactly they are. Uh, Steelers, three-point favorites at home. 43 is the total for this one, Bucky. Uh, For the Steelers, no Deontay Johnson, no T.J. Watt. Mm. As they say, protecting him from himself at this point. You've had other injuries already in the defensive secondary. Uh, T. Higgins going to miss this game for Cincinnati, but Joe Mixon available. Joe Burrow, I, I don't like their offensive line, but, well, if Watt's not there, I feel a little better about their being able to hold up and get some semblance of balance. Am I nuts for saying they're going to win this game outright on the road? Yes, okay. you are nuts. You so are it's nuts just, or is this just one that Mike Tomlin I don't, just I don't even out? Believe, yeah, I don't even know if you can believe that in your heart of hearts that they can kind of figure that part out. I'm going to go with the Steelers. and I'm, I know it doesn't look great on paper, but typically when the Steelers have their back against the wall, they kind of fi- come out of fighting. And Mike Tomlin has just figured it out. He'll kind of figure out a way to make this game. Uh, it will be an ugly game. But, man, it's the Bengals. And normally they find a way to beat the Bengals, even though last year the Bengals kind of whooped them on a primetime game. I'm still go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Just, you know, one and one. So kind of in no man's land. And, again, against the Raiders, uh, the number of injuries played into that. So we'll see uh, We'll see how it flows. Yeah, I, I got a little gutsy. And if this goes badly, I'm going to be living on a treadmill. <laughs> or on the, the beach paths of Southern California, which is not a bad way to be. Yeah. I just need to avoid all those bicyclists. Yeah. Again, had to. you got to listen to the whole show. Uh, it all ties together beautifully. All right, so we've got one game remaining, and, well, there's so many storylines to it. It has to be separate, and we'll talk about it next. It is Sunday Night Football, the Jerome Boger crew. Yeah, that's right. It is our official spotlight of the week. We'll get into that next. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks, and you on Fox Football Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Big thanks to our squad here this morning. Fox Sports Radio. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you. We got one more game to preview here in a moment. Uh, if this goes south for me, it's it's really going south, Bucky, because you and I have disagreed quite a bit uh, in, in the analysis. A lot of short lines uh, this week, but want to thank Ricky and Chris making it sound good. Uh, check out Pride of Detroit with uh, Chris Perfett at Chris Perfett uh, for the links. Uh, they're on Twitch. They're they're all over the place. Discord, you name it, uh, they've got it rolling up uh, as they get ready for another big week of the NFL. Uh, D- Detroit and Baltimore game. I, I do a, a a weekly Baltimore spot and they asked me about Detroit and I had to just say you're getting a fight they, they may not be there yet right mm-hmm. there's still a gap but you're getting a fight and you saw that with Green Bay uh, in the Monday nighter as well so one of the many games that we uh, are, are curious well we love them all I, I celebrate all of those right it was 256 mm-hmm. now it's up to 272 uh, and pretty soon the bye weeks come in and That'll give us more time to talk about these big expository uh, discussions. We had the Ursay comments on Carson Wentz earlier, which I think will lead to a lot of discussion here on Sports Talk Radio later on today and throughout the week. So uh, keep it tuned here on Fox Sports Radio uh, as we'll have the pregame shows. Jay Glazer uh, doing his usual pop-ins to discuss the ins, the outs, and some of the game strategy as we roll through into week three. But uh, one more game to preview, and it's a doozy. Packers at 49ers. Sunday night football, the 49ers, three-point favorites at home, 51, your total. Uh, Which Aaron Rodgers chirping session do we get? The, all right, we got our butts kicked, and, you know, kudos to San Francisco, and then try to throw LaFleur or somebody under the bus, or do we get a Green Bay win where he's telling us we're all idiots because of how good and focused and everything else he is uh either way you act like a petulant child you got to wear it uh when you have a performance like he did in week one but o-line issues for green bay and they don't give you much of a pass rush on the other side and then you have san francisco it's just a matter of how many able-bodied guys will finish the game uh carry on johnson former lions running back had to be elevated from the practice squad so he'll be available for sunday night football elijah mitchell with the shoulder injury yeah i know you used up well i did all my free agent acquisition budget trying to acquire him and well lo and behold he got hurt again but Debo Samuel uh, Yak is his middle name so for Jimmy Garoppolo playing well and as much as we've had all this conversation of all the other rookie quarterbacks not a lot of clamoring for Trey Lance right now no not a lot of clamoring Um, and part of it is due to the Niners ability to play well this is a tough matchup for the Green Bay Packers because defensively they haven't shown an ability to slow down the 49ers run game in the three games since Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur have matched up, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are averaging 150-plus rushing yards per game. They're Look, they're, they're outpacing 
the Packers by 54 rushing yards and 10-plus points per game in those matchups. And when Kyle Shanahan sees that Green Bay Packers defense, he knows that they can run the football. And they run it better than anybody else in the league in terms of particularly going off tackle. The problem for the Packers, they give up six yards a carry on runs directed off tackle. So if you can't stop the run off tackle, it's going to be an issue. And then you talked about the yak master, uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Those Ayuk guys, on the other side, they, yeah. look, they're terrific. George Kittle, uh, Cal Juchek, they have so many different things that they can throw at you. This is a game to me that shapes up very, very well for the San Francisco 49ers. I like what they can do offensively. It's going to be a problem for the Packers. Trey Sermon steps in. Uh, he'll be your fantasy darling at, at the running back position for the 49ers. I do like that you got Juszczyk in there. That was really well done. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever we can celebrate the team the that actually still uses a fullback, I'm yeah, in. Yeah, going to celebrate the fullback. And, but for Jimmy Garoppolo, look, it doesn't have to be sexy in terms of the numbers. No. Just play winning football. Take care. Like, we talk about it all the time. His winning percentage, and I know people don't, they want flashy numbers. They run the ball. They play defense. If they stay healthy, they're they're potentially running back to a date here at SoFi in the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they play well here. This critical game, critical game for them in the NFC West. This is a chance for them to kind of flex their muscles on a conference rival, the Green Bay Packers. Defensively, D'Amico and Ryans is a lot different than Robert Sala in terms of how they go about attacking this defense. So attacking the offense. And so who is going to match it with Devontae Adams is the big question that I have. And how often is D'Amico Ryans going to send pressure at Aaron Rodgers? You can't just sit back and let Aaron Rodgers have all day. So you have to be selective in terms of how you attack this. But Fred Warner, these other guys at the second level, they're fast and aggressive. Yeah, we, we know that... 49ers, some of the injury issues, not just on offense, affecting the secondary. But this is, again, where trying to find those secondary playmakers. And and Rodgers, I thought the one note he gave after the Monday night game was, I left a couple on the table to MBS. Valdez Scantling had a couple of big Mm -hmm. play potentials where he just overshot him or underthrew him on one of them. And so maybe there, there's a connection and that's like a foreshadowing uh, of what you may see, at least trying to stretch the field. But I'm taking San Francisco minus the points. I just like the all-around uh, unit. And for us in Sports Talk Radio, I can get another 20 hours of content out of Aaron Rodgers if he loses. <laughs> yeah, plenty of content. Man, you talk about the trolls under the bridge. The trolls under the bridge will come out. I might be one of those trolls that are hanging under the bridge just waiting to see what number 12 does because number 12 has attacked everybody when it when it goes his way. We'll see. We'll see if he can get the Packers there. We'll see if he can get them to go, Pack, go. In the end, you just keep throwing up the one in four in NFC title games in his history. He took the summer off and went uh, on his world, world tour instead of working with the team. Mm, yeah. And you can't tell me that the locker room appreciated that. No, I mean, the lack of chemistry and continuity is a problem. And so because it's problematic, give me the Niners. I'm going to take the Niners outright. There you go. One that we actually agree on. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. A fantastic Sunday morning with you. I hope you're well wherever you are. Enjoy the games. Be safe out there. Check in on the people that are near and dear to you and maybe some of those that are estranged as well. Check out all of Bucky's material at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. All right, it's time to answer some sit starts. Get them in at Swollen Dome. Have a good NFL Sunday. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 